Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, let us know what you think about the episode. If there's particular questions or follow-up ones you want us to ask a guest, we'll make sure and get them on and get those questions answered for you guys. Today, the crew over at Dan's Diesel Performance is going to be chatting about one of their coolest builds they've ever done, which was Monster Max. And so the guys are going to chat about the details of it, um, some of the challenges that they faced, and just all the... uh, the custom things that they did for a one-of-a-kind build. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind you guys, if you're in the market for a knife, our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a 20% off discount code for you. Just enter code 20diesel at kershaw.kaiusa.com. Great way to save some money on some really cool gear, be able to uh, get a new EDC knife or something for hunting, fishing, or something just to throw in a toolbox or have in the glove box um, or even around the house. So they got something for every budget. Definitely make sure and head on over. Take advantage of that 20% off site-wide if you're in the market for it. All right, let's get to today's episode with Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm going to hand it off to those guys and tune in for their chat about Monster Max. What's going on, Diesel Nation? This is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance, and we are in the podcast room at DDP headquarters. I've got Phil, Colton, and Garrett. How's it going? Uh, Today we're going to be talking about Monster Max 2 how that whole project came to fruition and uh i'm gonna let phil kind of do the talking as far as like asking questions whatnot and uh we'll try to paint a good picture for you guys on how that all went down all right so uh i'm i'm fairly ignorant on the subject actually i've started working here at just about the time that uh monster max 2 came to the shop so my first question would be, how do you wind up, first of all, meeting a guy like Cody, and second of all, getting a project like that into your shop? Well, we first met Cody at UCC 2019. He had his uh, square body truck in a booth right across the aisle from our booth. And I think it was on Saturday, uh, Cody was there with the truck and uh, Danny pointed out that he was over there, and uh, Dan- Danny went over there and, and talked to him, and uh, you know, I said, well, what we should do is uh, see if he wants to rev up our show motor. And for those who don't know, we have a LBZ Duramax with a Allison transmission just on a, a rolling cart that we take around to shows to sh- show off our turbocharger and piping and injectors, stuff like that. And it starts up and uh, runs off the throttle. So 
something like that wouldn't be all over YouTube or TikTok or yeah, Instagram. It's, yeah, it's it's nowhere, you know, nowhere it, to be it, found. It's, right? it's hard to find it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Cody came over and uh, he only fired the truck or the uh, engine up and uh, got some video content for his Instagram and uh, we also got some for ours as well. And uh, that's pretty much where it started. Uh, after that, uh, a few weeks down the road, uh, he, I know he was working on his uh, two-wheel drive truck, and we reached out to him and said, "Hey, you know, is there anything that you need for that truck? Uh, we want to, uh, you know, help you out with, you know, any parts that you might need. If you can give us a, a plug on your YouTube channel or Instagram stuff like that." So. Uh, we did. Um, we set them up with a uh, turbocharger, uh, some piping, and I think that was about it for the, the two-wheel drive, wasn't it? Didn't you get a built trans for that truck? Not two, right away. Two-wheel drive. That's not right away. Not it right was away. on a stock trans for a while. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, no, he had it on a stock trans the whole time, and then the kid that bought it brought it back here. Oh, that's, right. that's right. That's right. That's yep. right. Yep. So, you know, that was the first one. You know, when I say we, we set them up, we didn't just give them free parts. You know, we, we uh, helped them out at a discount uh, in exchange for some advertisement. So after that, uh, that's pretty much where we established a, a good relationship. And uh, the next truck that he was working on was the go-kart. You know, that truck <laughs> is uh, another LBZ Basically, you know, cut the cab off of it and, you know, cut the bed off. Mm-hmm. And it was just, uh, you know, messing around with it. Uh, just, we set them up with uh, air intake and uh, some other piping. Um, not really much else with that one. No, that one was all pretty stock other yeah. than that. Yeah. We would have known how much stuff he was going to shove into the turbo of that one. We yeah. should have set him up with a turbo <laughs> just to see it it's just to see how it would handle it <laughs> how much can a dgp turbo get shoved into it and take then uh, the final uh, one was monster max yeah the, the first version uh that one got a 68 millimeter turbocharger manifolds up pipes wide bridge kit no 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 i didn't get what wide bridge kit got turbo manifolds up pipes Intake from the go kart was oh, on. yeah. He took the in. Well, we, we actually set him up with a new style intake, the one piece it was a prototype. Intake. Yep, and um, we were questioning if that was holding the turbo back, if it wasn't breathing well enough. So, he pulled the intake off of the go kart truck and put that on there, and it didn't uh, change anything. Uh, also, a transmission, they set him up with a dominator transmission, and you know, it ran good, but it just didn't seemed like it spooled very well. It, it did feel like it was underpowered. Uh, wrote tune for it, and it was just very smoky, kind of laggy. Granted, it had big tires on it and you know, stock gears, but uh, or whatever came in those axles, I guess. But it, it should have been better. And when we uh, got into pulling it apart, we found that there was a up-pipe bolt that wasn't seated. It was... Uh, cross-threaded so the gasket was blown out on the up pipe a couple boost uh, leaks here and there yeah it was a couple boost leaks uh the mass <laughs> airflow sensor was 
bad, wasn't reading yep. airflow, so the ECM had no idea how much fuel to give it. So, yeah, I guess it would have been nice if that uh, setup was working properly. I think it would have been yeah. a different animal. Oh, yeah, for on, sure. On number one. He might have broke it faster if that was the case, though. <laughs> so, after he broke it, uh, then it went back to D&D Patty to be completely redone. You know, it's got those 50-ton military axles under there uh so it's four-wheel steer uh, heavy duty frame full suspension yeah you you name it it's got it now yeah and uh i was heading up to the farm in richland center and uh cody called me and said hey i got a crazy idea (laughs) i'm I'm like oh boy what, what, what do you got going on what if we put two duramaxes in monster max 2 and with uh you know two transmissions so yeah each engine powering the truck and i'm like um i have never seen it done before but i don't see why it couldn't be done with enough ingenuity so you know he asked what uh, he would need to get and i told him well you're you're gonna need to get a a donor truck uh so we can get the engine and transmission all the wiring out of it because we're probably just going to end up making a standalone harness for it and, um, you know, just uh, putting it together and hopefully make two engines run and both transmissions shift. So he picked up a LBZ truck. Grandpa's truck. Yeah, yeah. there's that Grandpa's <laughs> truck video where he borrowed his Grandpa's truck and just totally destroyed it. Uh, pulled the engine and transmission out of that. He brought the transmission and the other one out of Monster Max, which we already built. We freshened that one up and then built the new one. <clears throat> and uh, the D&D Patty put the engine and transmission in the truck and got everything running on the front engine. So then they, once they had their, all the work finished, they loaded it up on a semi and took it to the Farm Progress Show in Champaign, Illinois, where it was at the Titan Tire booth, showing off those big tires that it had. And after the show was over, it came out to our shop, and that's when we started working on it. So I had Maggio's come out and pull it off the semi. We put down two-by-six planks on the pavement so we wouldn't destroy the asphalt, (laughs) and just walked it into the dyno shop and uh started working on it yeah. so that's uh how that came to be yeah so i i do remember the unloading of that truck was uh was a quite an ordeal oh yeah i mean anybody that was driving on 251 <laughs> saw it going on they turned around came right back to see this thing being unloaded so there was a bunch of people that came and took pictures and videos so it's pretty exciting yeah but yeah. So that's how we met Cody. That's how we got a hold of the truck in the first place. Yep. Um, well, what next? What needed to be done on the truck when we got it in? How, how do you get two different engines and transmissions to work together? Well, I think the, the first thing we did was we got the truck a month before our dyno day. and We hit it pretty hard right away the rear engine yeah we, we came up with a game plan because we yeah. wanted to get the rear engine done 
before the dyno day so it looked nice and mm-hmm. we could at least have it outside on display. And look somewhat functional at yeah. that point. Right. Yep. It wasn't running yet, but it was still under moving under its own power on the front engine. Yep. So I'll let you guys talk <coughs> about you know, how we went with tearing apart the rear engine and doing all the work to it, what we did. I mean, it was basically just kind of your standard Duramax teardown, except we're 15 feet in the air <laughs> working out of the bed, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, take you, that. You know, we couldn't pull the bed off or, like, pull a cab off, essentially. So everything had to be done, bent over, sitting down, kneeling mm-hmm. down. So kind of a pain in the butt, too. <laughs> so how'd you guys get up and down from ground level all the way up to uh, either engine? On, on the backside, we had stairs. So that was great. We just worked out of the bed, had stairs, the front side, and <laughs> Garrett came up with some ingenuity. Well, there might have been an OSHA violation, too, <laughs> but... Never heard of them. I, I don't know if we should say that on the air. <laughs> uh, plead the fifth. Anyways... <laughs> So, yeah, that, that sounds like fun. You know, you get up there, realize you forgot a tool, go back down, yeah. go back up, yep. realize you got the wrong tool, go back down. It got to the again. point where we were, what did we have, like a milk crate or something? No, we had the tool bag. Well, we had that, and I think we had a milk crate, too, with tools in it. We're something. Just, we're tossing them in there. We, we brought Garrett's tool cart over and had pretty much everything we needed in it and uh, started throwing tools <laughs> on the uh, rigged up pallet that we had. Yeah, for the front engine. It was suspended on the forklift while we worked on the front. I want to say Matt, the uh, the video guy here, media guy, talked a couple of times when, when he was over there making videos about you guys being up in the air, and if you needed a tool, you would just, like, drop a basket down to him or something like that. Sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, we'd make him go for this and go for that. He was there. Got to be useful. <laughs> yeah. So but. what what all did the <clears throat> truck need? When it came in, I mean, refresh, go into more detail on that. Well, essentially, we just kind of wanted to go through and make it more reliable and not have any problems for them. So we started by doing head gaskets on both of them got head gaskets, but we started on the rear one first head gaskets and did pretty much everything from that up a full top end rebuild. Water, essentially. water pump. Water um, pump, head gaskets. We the, updated to the L5P oil cooler. Yep, bigger, heavier-duty oil cooler from an L5P because we knew how Cody was and we didn't want <laughs> it to have any hot <laughs> oil problems. Mm-hmm. Um, we did new radiator and intercooler in the rear because we didn't know the condition or the quality of the one that came out of the truck that was in the bed already. Um, External cooling fans on all that too yep flex light fans on the rear because it was all we didn't have a way to drive it because the radiator and intercooler were on an angle so it wasn't like a normal setup in a pickup truck would be so speaking of cooling problems uh how would you how did you set up the the rear cooling so the radiator intercooler whatever else uh would still be functional in the back of the truck well fortunate enough that the cooling stack in the back of the truck was almost identical to a pickup truck, but we had to take and modify like a driver's side intercooler pipe and a passenger side intercooler or custom make a passenger side intercooler pipe mm-hmm. and made a um, upper radiator pipe and kind of made the lower radiator hose work, but had to make a custom hard line for it as well. So there was a lot of custom fab that went into it. Yeah. Uh, basically set up just the same way, you know, your, your standard Duramax would be with the yeah, you know, it still has a reserve tank and everything. 
everything was still there. Yeah, we we had a uh, HSP LBZ coolant tank. Mm-hmm. We mounted it on top of the wheel well, so it actually had a coolant tank. And we didn't put a level sensor in that one, though. No, probably not. But it I, was, I don't think there was really a good way to make it no, communicate. Because right. The ECM wouldn't have seen it on the rear one, I believe. Right. Yeah. Because that wasn't that harness wasn't there. Mm-hmm. That's part of the truck side, and we didn't have that harness. Hmm. Indeed. Well, what else? Uh, what other weird stuff did you encounter? You know, just not many trucks have two engines in them. What other uh, weird fit and finish things you have to deal with? Gremlins to chase. We had to do some the exhaust for the rear engine. That I was, was just all custom say made. The fact that it has essentially four exhaust pipes yeah. coming out of it. Yep. <laughs> Two hood stacks and two bed stacks. Um, Had to make a custom Y-pipe to come out of the back of the turbo and split between two stacks for the bed. Uh, Colton and I made some brackets to mount the swanky steel stacks on. We wanted them to match the front hood stacks. And just kind of went with it and made some exhaust pipe for it. Heat wrapped it all, painted it with ceramic coated paint, and just tried to make it as nice as we possibly could. Giving it the whole nine yards, huh? Yeah. Even, even down to polished fuel lines and rails. rails and, and Yeah. Speaking of finish, I do remember uh, there was a lot of powder-coated parts on there as oh well. Gosh. I, I yeah. felt horrible for our powder coat guy. <laughs> we were yeah. bringing him something we, we every, day, every day and and just, you know, hey, we forgot this or, <laughs> hey, can we do this too? And he's, yeah, bring it over, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. anything that could be powder-coated was powder-coated. You know, we tried to match it to the outside of the truck as good as possible. And, you know, a wrap compared to powder coat, there's going to be a little bit of color change, but I think right. it turned out pretty good. Different, Slightly different texture and different depth to it. But, yeah, honestly, the old 10-foot uh, rule, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. No. Not and really. since it's 15 feet off the ground, you definitely won't be able to tell <laughs> the difference. Uh, you did talk about some weird things we encountered. The front engine was an electrical nightmare <laughs> oh yeah um, i'm surprised the truck didn't burn to the ground if we're being completely honest mm-hmm. how bad was it uh there was about 18 grounds that ran <laughs> to a screw and a nut to one wire to the battery oh yeah. lord salt yeah. tamper nope nope okay mm-hmm. okay but it was like a machine screw with a lock nut mm-hmm. and yeah, we, a bunch of ring terminals we got into it there's quite a few melted wires and just things that need to be tidied up and done right. I mean, Cody did the best he could with, with what, what he had, what he yeah. had, and what he knew. I mean, he didn't sure. have a shop to work <laughs> in. Yeah, you know, when he was doing it the first time, because mm-hmm. that was was his daily driver as it started. So. Sure. Yeah, I've I've done uh, many driveway repairs on my own vehicles, and <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we don't need to get into all of that. My my personal vehicles are my own, but. Uh, yeah, working in a garage or a shop makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you do what you got to do out in the driveway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So probably talk about the uh, performance mods, you know, the parts that we built for it and uh, why we went with those parts. Uh, yes, yeah, so if I remember correctly, uh, each engine had a 66 millimeter. Nope. Uh, 64. Uh, six, 64 was 60% over-injectors. Yep. My yep. mistake. Nope. <laughs> 64s on mm-hmm. each engine with some 60 overs. 
Uh, what led us to go that route instead of, say, bigger turbos with more fuel or something that uh, might, for lack of a better term, just seem bigger or more badass or cooler or something? Well, they both are stock bottom end engines. and Yeah, we took that into consideration and just keeping it somewhat conservative and, and making reliable yeah and making reliable horsepower and and those are components to make reliable horsepower yeah i mean you got uh, two engines sharing the load so if we figured if we set up the engines to do about 650 horse a piece you know that's 1300 horsepower combined which is more than enough power and torque to move that setup and a 64 stage two tops out right around 650 horse 60 over injectors will feed that just fine. We wanted to have a clean burning setup, so a full throttle. It's clean or just has a light haze to it, and it's very responsive, good low-end torque. So that's why we went with it. We also put our Sportsman pumps in there. Uh, I think each transmission has a Gorend K converter. Uh, no, actually, we put uh, 10 mils in there. Yeah, yeah. We got mm-hmm. A 10 mil CB3 in each yeah. engine. Um, and yeah, uh, I tuned them. And I, I saw a couple of videos on YouTube, and at full throttle, when she's spooled up, they run pretty clean. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so basically, yeah. the goal overall was drivability and longevity, and clearly, Performance was not put in the backseat either. I mean, a combined no. 1,300 horsepower is quite a lot of power. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're talking over 2,000 foot-pounds of torque together, so. Yeah. Keeping it plenty reliable and still with plenty of power. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it'd be no fun for him if he was just out breaking stuff every time mm-hmm. he, he drove it, you know. Right. Exactly. One of the other <clears throat> issues that we had was the front engine was tipped back. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, the front engine is on a different angle than it is in a factory truck because it has a custom-built crossmember for the transmission. And trying to get the driver's side up pipe in took about three, three and a half hours <laughs> to get it in there because I, we had to loosen up the trans. I was not there to share that experience with you. No, you were not. Loosen up <laughs> the trans jack it up and try to get it in there and it took matt and i all of three hours to get it one guy on top one guy underneath just trying to fish it in there and get it to work and unfortunately colton left me to do it by myself so oh <laughs> uh, yeah well i'm getting the driver's side cylinder head off too it must have been a pain in the butt too it was it definitely was it wasn't as bad as the up pipe that's for sure it, but honestly the cylinder heads really weren't as bad as i kind of thought they would would have been I mean, the thing that sucked about it the most is even in like doing head gaskets in the truck with the cab down mm-hmm. is you have to put the studs in the head before you set the head down. Mm-hmm. You can't just put your studs in and slide your head on because there's no room. Yeah, that the angle of lowering a head on over the studs, leaning over the hood, that is not exactly an easy angle to work from. And not only are you leaning over like the radiator and all that, we pull all that out to make room for it, but you're also... 12 feet in the air doing it too and you have a steel jagged bumper that loves loves <laughs> to shins. eat your shins yes um i went home with so many bumps and bruises and cuts oh, yeah. and everything else from that thing so 
At least they took the sharp edges off of it, though. Not really. No. They were, no. They were no. nice no. and pointy. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. It's good for you. It builds character. That it does. It's a good way to rip your pants. <laughs> Indeed. Good, good thing there's no cameras in here. I got some uh, fashionable holy jeans on right now. Mm-hmm. So, bundles of fun, start to finish. What happened after? So, we do all that, get get the engines refreshed, uh, get them fired up. What comes next? Kind uh, of well, more fit and finish. Like, make sure everything's clean. Make sure the wiring looks nice. Just We even went through and, like, rewrapped the whole harnesses mm-hmm. and pulled out what we didn't need just to kind of reduce the amount of wires and clean it up yeah. from what it would be factory. Yeah, every, every wire we put on it got loom, got tape, it got everything, you know, the whole nine yards is, we tried to make it as clean as we could. Mm-hmm. Um, something else we were kind of running into throughout the process was just time in the shop and then time working on, on that. Monster Max, um, yeah. A lot of people were pretty concerned with when it was going to be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was taking quite a while, and, you know, one thing is the dyno shop is about 10 minutes from our main facility, so you have travel time there, so it's not uh, just convenient walk over into the next stall and work on it. Uh, You're basically you know, setting a whole day aside to go yeah, over it, there at least to even yeah. just go over there and do something yeah. at least. But working on it in between production runs of turbochargers and injectors, mm-hmm. uh, so what we would do is build a bunch of turbochargers to build the inventory back up and then... You know, run over there and start working on the truck for a two, few days. Two, three days at a time and come and back and do it all over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be out of stock on this size turbo and that size injector and had to get caught back up again. And so, and we were doing all this throughout COVID too. So getting parts for even just the truck and parts Injectors, in our shop turbos, and all that, everything. Yeah. And it, it was a pain in the, <laughs> it was a pain in the butt. So, I mean, yeah. That being said, too, it was you and I, Colton, and mm-hmm. having to leave the fab shop, it's like, holy yeah. cow. And at that point, Phil had just started, so he was, like, right in the midst of training, so we we definitely threw Phil right to the wolves <laughs> when yeah. he started. Oh, it, it, there were some interesting days, <laughs> for sure. I was, I'd was i be running around like a chicken with my head <laughs> cut off. As long as you give me my uh, my metal music and leave me alone in the <laughs> shop, it's like when you see that that picture of a dog in the car it's okay the ac is on he's listening to beethoven or whatever he's got water leave me alone i'll be fine slightly delayed but we uh we we did manage to uh get it all done in the end Mm -hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, you know, the final thing was for me to figure out some of the wiring, uh, getting both engines to rev off of the same throttle and transmissions to shift was what I was tasked to do. Uh, as far as getting the engines to run, that really wasn't that difficult. All I had to do was splice the throttle pedal harnesses together. So 
each ECM was looking at the same throttle. Uh, it's just looking for a voltage reference. So that wasn't that difficult. Uh, you know, tune both ECMs with the exact same program. So yeah, you fired both engines up uh, and hit the throttle. They both rev up at the same rate. So it was pretty cool seeing smoke come out of all four stacks at the same time. Uh, as far as getting the transmissions to shift together, that task was a little bit more complicated than I originally thought. My plan was to take a pigtail and make a harness to uh, tap into the ground side of the solenoids for the front transmission and uh, supply the rear transmission with its own power source. And my theory was when the TCM commands the front transmission to shift, it'll ground two solenoids at the same time. So uh, the rear transmission would just mirror what the TCM is demanding of the front transmission and uh, found out that didn't work as planned. It's just too much amp draw for the TCM. Mm -hmm. And you know, at, at this point in time, Cody was wanting to get the truck back. They wanted to get some content on it. So um, not saying that I couldn't figure it out, but uh, the electronic side of that is not really in my forte. I just don't have the experience so I figured there had to be some electrical guru out there that knows how to work with relays or diodes and that uh, could look at this problem and be like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what we got to do. So, And uh, that's and, basically what happened and, with yeah. somebody that yeah. knew more about the subject and yep, took came, care of it. Yep, came right to a shop and uh, wired in some LEDs, some diodes, and... Uh, TCM didn't know any different. It was shifting both transmissions exact same time, just like I was wanted to. So I'm glad he was able to get that done. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also told him that he really needs somebody to go through the interior of the truck and set it up like a uh, hot rod. So you have nice laid out wires and relays and switches because uh, there was a bunch of old wires for like train horns and gauges and, and lights and stuff that were not being used anymore. And some of them still had live power on them. I'm like, man, this is a, a fire hazard. So I'd recommend getting someone that is a wizard at doing electrical. that can make this look really clean and functional. So, um, yeah, I, I saw a couple of videos of it uh, out running. Both engines are doing what they're supposed to do and transmissions are shifting. So uh, I know they got to do some suspension work. I guess the... Sway bars were not quite as heavy duty as they need them to be. Uh, the thing is very heavy. Well, heck, that thing, we figured that truck weighs about... 60,000 with the wheels and tires, I think. Yeah. So I took the wheels and tires. Those went on a... Well, they, they left on the same semi, didn't they? Two went on oh, Cody's yeah. gooseneck with yep. the G-Wagon. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then two went on the same semi with Monster Max when it left us. Yeah. Yep. So the truck itself, I think, was around... 40,000 pounds, 45,000, yeah, something each, like that. Each wheel and tire was 3,000 pounds because yep. it, it took everything the forklift had to lift them. Well, yeah, and two guys standing on the back is counterweight. Counterweight, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that worked just fine. Uh, and, and the height of it, too. Uh, on the semi, he was it was 13.8. Yeah, 13.8. Yep. Mm -hmm. So... 
Yeah, because that was a problem. They were kind of concerned about even taking it. When, yeah. When they came to pick it up. Because when they dropped it off, it was on a low boy, but it left on a step deck. Mm-hmm. So he was two feet higher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They asked if we could pull those stacks off of it just to get under that height. And <laughs> no, those stacks are permanently part of the bed uh-huh. now. So yeah. you're not going to remove those. So not a big deal. They just had to take a couple different routes, do some uh, state approval permits and whatnot. So wasn't a big deal. I mean, if anything, it would have self-clearance anyway, so. (laughs) (laughs) Those are expensive stacks. Yeah, they are. But, I mean, 13.6 is what you're allowed, but you always have a little bit more regardless. They just say that's your max height without a permit. Yeah. Yeah. I I know that DOT doesn't appreciate when you tap the bridge with anything. No, no, not at all. (laughs) Now, if I remember correctly, that that height is with the suspension fully collapsed, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. It was 13.8. On the step deck with a suspension fully collapsed. Okay. Now, how tall does it go fully extended? I think it's 16 feet. Sweet baby Jeebus. Mm -hmm. That's tall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's three of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very tall. (laughs) So. What? (laughs) I'm making a face. I I don't know what to say next. I'm I'm in charge here. The guy that runs this ship runs a real loose ship, and right now it's me. <laughs> We're just winging it. Uh, All right, so clearance issues, obviously, towing a giant truck around like that. Uh, well, and width, too. Width, too. Width, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was uh, 11 and a half feet wide. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is uh, certainly fairly wide. It just fit inside the 12-foot door. Not bad. Well, yeah, because I was eyeballing the door, and I'm like, oh, that looks like a 14-foot wide door. And as we get closer and closer, backing it up into the shop, I'm like, I don't think that is a 14-foot door, but it still fit. But mm-hmm. it was like three inches of clearance on each side. Yeah, so, it, was, and, it was definitely tight. That and wasn't with tires on it. That was, that was just no, it, steel that, that rollers. That was steel yeah. rollers. So. And that thing doesn't turn like a truck either, so you have <laughs> to take 14 different runs at it to get it to straighten out. Mm-hmm. With the big tires on there, you have to steer the rear end, otherwise it just goes straight. Yeah, yeah. So... It was difficult. Yeah, how was driving that? It's not bad. I mean, you got to push the brake pedal to release the parking brake, so mm-hmm. um, that was interesting. So push both pedals to move it. Uh, there's so much torque in that thing, just idling. It moves it around. I think it was like a 30 to 1 gear ratio in the axles, and I'm not sure what the transfer case was, but. It's a pretty neat transfer case. It's like five foot tall. It has a counter shaft inside to take the rear engine's rotation and flip it around to contribute to the front. Uh, it takes like 55 gallons of oil. So so does that mean that the uh, the gearing for the rear engine basically works like a, like a reverse gear in a standard transmission? Extra gear in there to spin the spinning in the opposite direction, which yeah, is then the right direction. Yeah, it's in the transfer case. Cool. So the transmissions are shifted, or uh, they're rotating the same direction, but they're opposite of each other because tail to tail. But when it goes into the transfer case, you have a counter shaft in there for the rear transmission to change its rotation so it's the same as the front. And uh, it goes down to both drive shafts and out to the axles. Okay. Uh, some people thought that the front engine drove the front axle and the rear drives the rear. No, they both share the same load. Mm-hmm. 
So is that uh, the Dropbox, right? Oh, yeah, you can call it Dropbox. Uh, the That bit is all gear-driven then. There's a just a giant chain from the top to the bottom, and uh, that's what links <coughs> the, the shafts from uh, the top side all the way down to the outlet. So... Sounds stressful. <laughs> that thing of, must be it, a unit. A lot yeah. of engineering went into that truck. Oh, yeah. yeah. It certainly looked like it. And in all reality, it's all a pretty simple system. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it is, but at the same time, nobody's ever done it. Not like at that. all. So it's like, okay, all this has to be designed from scratch, <laughs> and we have to start with nothing. You yeah. know, we don't even have a place to start, really. Sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. The, the axles in that thing are just ginormous. Yeah, I, the the Very bottom heavy. half of that truck made the top half look kind of disproportionate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in all reality. Well, and it's got uh, a roll cage on there too, so it's not like we could pull the cab off and do any of this work. No, because that would have made things really simple. Right. But no, it had the roll cage going through it, and through the, I, I through don't the know cab. if I would. I don't know if I would trust the roll cage. Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> not, not with that much weight no. underneath of you, you know. No. I think it's there for moral support. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't pull the cab because the roll cage is through the cab welded to the frame. But how do you roll that truck? I mean. You can't. You, you, well, you roll it over. I could see it just, like, falling over. <laughs> don't but. say you can't roll it because he'll find a way to do well, it. Well, yeah, but, man, it's wide. It's heavy. It, yeah. it, it's heavy on the bottom side. It, yeah. The, the, the top. It's not very top heavy. No, I mean, no, it's all down low. Mm-hmm. I mean, the frame rails are half inch thick plate steel, but yeah. uh, so and the, the overly sized fuel tanks that are missiles. Wow, no. <laughs> there was some extra weight there that could have been trimmed out. Oh, those missiles were the worst. I, yeah. I don't know how many times I stood up and caught. Just a little bit fat of your back on them, <laughs> and, oh, things, yeah. and, and they poke you, and it would, it would hurt. Oh, even the points on the front end—that yeah, was solid steel. Yeah, but you'd back into that when you're moving by the front <laughs> wheels or something like that, and it's just the same thing. Uh huh. Or right yeah. in the, your shoulder blade. Yeah. Oh yeah, it felt real nice. High speed yeah. assault massage. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Garrett and I became contortionists. Contortionists <laughs> working and, on that thing because and pin cushions. Mm-hmm. Even just uh, what were we doing on the front? Oh, we were draining oil. That's what we were doing. Yeah, you're, a, you're under there. I, a, I had a bunch of towels on the axle, <laughs> and I'm laying under there with a bucket on my chest, yeah. like holding it so we don't make a mess. <laughs> and we gave our poor camera guy Matt a shower with coolant. Yep, <laughs> he's yeah, down did. there filming. <laughs> and he's trying to catch it all with the bucket. <laughs> he did his best. Yeah, <laughs> the the floor of our dyno shop. Does not look too pretty after that truck was there. Uh, I know we scrubbed the heck out of it with <laughs> purple power and <laughs> pressure washer, and it's still it's not the color it used to be when no, it, uh, I mean first it, got there. It was kind of inevitable to keep it clean underneath of it. I think we swept how many times? Pretty much every day. Uh, underside of just oil dry and pig mats, pig and mats and crap. It was messy. It was difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah, it was quite the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Very thankful that we were able to be a part of it. Yeah. So, 
Well, the other thing was like um, how fun it was putting the tires on for our dyno day <laughs> and have it on display. You know, the, the plan was to get there at 6 a.m. to have plenty of time to lift the truck up and put the tires on. Uh, we had Arco machine removers come out to do that for us. Uh, so they brought their big forklift out. And uh, I guess there was some miscommunication because the forklift went to <laughs> our main facility. And we're standing over at the dyno shop, you know, waiting, waiting, waiting. But uh, one of the guys that works there was already there at 6 o'clock, and he was waiting for him too. And call him and ask, where are you guys at? And, oh, we're at the shop just waiting for you. And it's like, no, you're at the wrong one. <laughs> so you know, they, they were a little late getting there, but that wasn't a big deal. Um so, yeah, we, we had the truck outside ready to go, just lifted it up. and uh, Trying to know, figure out how to lift it up the first time was interesting as well. Yeah, because we had to get the forks in just the right spot to slide underneath the frame and miss the transfer case. But also let the four, the four link essentially pivot down enough to get up high enough. Right. It's got to do it evenly. Otherwise, it would start to tip or, you know, get uneven. Or bind or something, yeah. yeah. And putting those travel bars in was a treat. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, fitment on those were real nice and tight. Yeah, for those pins. Uh-huh. Getting them in wasn't difficult. It was getting them out. Yeah. Was that was right? Like, well, that and the suspension was like binding as mm-hmm. we were taking them out. So we were fighting that, and then yeah. even just getting the tires put on. I mean, we had to put the tire on the forklift, align it perfectly to the studs line it up on the studs yep. and then somebody had to get inside the tire and rattle on it with an impact that was yep. loud and everything else so yeah, i'm just something. glad it wasn't me i wouldn't have fit in that wheel very yeah. well yes you would <laughs> maybe there's I don't plenty know. of room in there yeah i think it would have been fun just to go down a hill in one of those you know? <laughs> oh lord <laughs> maybe a small hill <laughs> Def- definitely not cody's hill no no but yeah that was fun all in all, a, a labor of love, you might say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hard work, but definitely a fun result. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't think uh, – there's not too many guys sitting around saying that they worked on the biggest monster truck, really. In, no. I, I, it is, correct? I mean, yeah. it's the biggest monster truck in the world. Mm-hmm. So not too many it's guys can say they've Definitely the heaviest. And with the stacks on there, it's the tallest. Yeah. Uh, there's not another twin diesel-powered truck monster truck out there so there's a lot of firsts that this truck has it's kind of awesome i hadn't yeah. even seen a monster truck in person before <laughs> i saw that one so it definitely brought a lot of people to the dino day yeah indeed a lot of people were there taking pictures of it and it was great to have yeah for that so yeah it was nice that everyone was pretty respectful of it uh you know at our dino day they weren't yeah, you know, jumping I, around on it or nothing like I, that. I was kind and of um, worried that there could have been some troublemakers there. Mm-hmm. You, know, it, you know, as nice of a guy Cody is, he's got some haters. Yeah, I, I think they're just jealous. But mm-hmm. um, you know, so I was, I went uh, to the local police department, asked if they could do some security detail, and uh, it was just too much of a fiasco to get them involved. So just kind of hope for the best. And yeah, everybody was very respectful. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a few people that were doing burnouts on the road, <laughs> even when they were asked not to. 
Indeed. Uh, for future reference, if you come to the Dino Day, love to have you. But if you do burnouts, I will roast you over the PA system. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't own the road, so that's yeah. kind of one of those things. Yeah, be, be it's a private road, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a, it was a good day. So, mm-hmm. A lot of good memories. <laughs> yep. I do remember, though, when we got there at 6 o'clock in the morning, it was raining. And then we're trying to put the wheels on, and we're soaking wet mm-hmm. in the rain. <laughs> and it's starting to get humid, and it's just like, oh, it's going to be one of those days. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be a pretty good day, though. Yeah, yeah we found a lot of trucks that day. Yeah. What did we do, like 40-something trucks? 48, I think, is what our final number was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. What was last year's? That was more. We did more last year? No, it was about the same. Was it? Didn't we do 40 in 2022, most recent dyno day? I believe so. Yeah, we signed up forty, and then we did a couple of our own at the end. Mm-hmm. If I remember right, we we had uh, we had the whole process much more streamlined this most recent year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we were done before the sun went down. I think. Yeah, which was mm-hmm. kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was yeah. doing a double take. Like, you over there? You signed up? <laughs> did, you, did we forget you? Yeah, yeah like uh, twenty one. <clears throat> I think we shut down about. Well, we shut the doors about a quarter after nine at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we went to get dinner. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember <laughs> yeah. we were eating dinner at midnight and it's like, yeah. oh man, it was a, such a long day that day. Mm-hmm. Cause I, it's like, Which, you know, we all have a decent drive mm-hmm. <laughs> half hour to an hour to the dino shop. And it's like, yeah. all right, let's leave at 5am and not get home till 2am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm one of the closer people to the dino shop and it still took me 40 minutes. Yeah. Which, fun, speaking though. of dino days, we usually do those in the fall. Yeah, usually um, September. Mm-hmm. We do try to place that squarely in the middle of boost season. Yeah. Yeah, so it's starting to get a little cooler out, so make some good horsepower. Yeah, so check out but social media for it. It'll be yeah. coming up quicker than you think. Yep. So Try to get done before farmers start getting in the fields for harvest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come put down a high score. Does anybody remember what the current overall high score is? It's got still got to be Dan Selton. What, what did he do? No, no, no. no. no there, there was a it's, Duramax uh, this year. It put down. Was that Travis, it was that white Travis something from Wisconsin? That it's white extended cab LY, right? Yep. Yeah. With the remote mount. Mm-hmm. It was over fifteen hundred horse. It was fifteen or sixteen. I, I don't remember exactly, but hey, if you can beat that, you should come out and beat that. Big or if you just want to see what your truck makes, come out and maybe get disappointed Indeed. and buy more parts. <laughs> we had a, a real cool 12 valve come out last year that made what two, three hundred horsepower. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we have a lowest horsepower award. Yeah, yeah, do that. Highest it, overall, lowest overall, and yeah. highest in each category. I think so. You got IDI or something like that. You, know, you might have a chance of winning something. Unless it runs away on the dyno, then yeah. everyone else is yeah, screwed. That, that's a loss. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, I mean, at the same time with the dyno, if you don't know what your truck makes and you want to improve on it for the future, it's just a good time to come out, have some good food, you know, oh, hang out for the show. There's always mm-hmm. good food. And get a baseline for where you're going to start. Indeed. Benchmarking, good for future upgrades. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, anyways, there was a monster truck or something like that. Uh, we, we digressed a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's 
pretty much it. Um, I think we covered pretty much everything to know, to know about the truck. Yeah. So. Any uh, closing thoughts, anybody? Points we missed? I don't think so. I think we covered pretty much everything. So. Yeah. Well, in that case, uh, I look forward to hopefully in the future seeing a Monster Max 3, bigger, taller, wider, more powerful, just a, a behemoth, more behemothy vehicle. How about we see a little more Monster Max 2 first? What if <laughs> a man can dream? A man can dream. <laughs> sure. We'll be here when it's ready. Well, guys, if you want to take a look at some of Cody's work, head on over to Whistling Diesel's YouTube channel where you can see Monster Max and all the other cool toys that he plays around with and destroys. And uh, check out our social media as well. Um, Kind of see what we're doing in the day-to-day. We try to keep people up to date on at least something of what we're doing. Yeah, Yeah, either YouTube, TikTok, or Facebook. whatever it is. Thanks for listening, guys. Yep, thank you. Adios. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 20diesel if you're in the market for a knife. They've got a bunch of different knives, um, whether um, you know, you're a knife enthusiast looking for something with a particular blade steel or handle material, opening mechanism, or you just need something to work really hard, um, you know, throw in a toolbox, um, a drawer, have in the truck, something like that. They've definitely got you covered. And uh, we appreciate them offering that discount code just for you guys. Also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen at 23 Diesel, John, all of our other Patreon supporters, all of you who subscribe on YouTube, podcast apps, or on our Discord, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all your support throughout the years and look forward to bringing you even more great content in 2023. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.